Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Yes, indeed, he is, and here to say good afternoon to you. Welcome. Great to have you on board for the 19th day of September. And is it even possible that we're, like, barely 11 days away from the end of the quarter and I know that you're already getting ready to buy me a Christmas gift because it's unavoidable in the stores. <laughs> it just seems odd. It's September, and there are Christmas decorations already available at some stores. Just ah, certain levels truly frightening. But, you know, it, it goes, I guess, to the heart of our, our sense of commercialization in our society and culture today. And, and it's interesting because if you think about it, few societies spend Billions that entice and cajole people into doing things, buying things, engaging in bad habits, only to then turn around and spend billions more or ask them to spend billions more to be free from all of the effects of what they have gotten themselves hooked into. Americans have a lot of vices. We overeat, we overdrink, we oversleep, we binge watch TV, we're addicted to gambling, cigarettes, alcohol, but probably no stronger, nor enticing, nor in many respects arresting or bondage type of habit than pornography. And where in the memory of those that are perhaps old enough to remember the Kennedy administration, can remember a time when you had to go looking for it. Today, particularly with the advent of technology such as it is, you don't have to go looking for it. It comes and finds you. And once it gets a stranglehold, it can literally choke the life out of a marriage, out of an individual. And um, the final result, of course, is very tragic. Let's talk about this. Joining me today in studio, the founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry founded along with his wife, Susan. He's the author of intensive restoration curriculum called Operation Destiny, designed to equip and train churches to help men break free of the habitual misuse of sex and pornography while discovering and experiencing God-designed destines. By the way, he's going to be um, having a very special event. It's called The Time Is Now Men's Encounter. It's a barbecue that's slated for this coming Saturday, the 23rd. That'll be at Encounter Church in San Leandro. More details on that coming up a little bit later on. Meanwhile, Pastor Clay Allen, great to have you back with us. Thank you, uh, Craig. What a joy to be with you, especially live. (laughs) Just kind of pondering the fact that the last time I believe we saw each other, faccia a faccia, as we say in Italian, was probably at the Bay Area Sunday School Convention just about three and a half years. 
years ago. Though we talked a lot during COVID, particularly, I think, in relationship to the the shutdowns and people that were kind of, in some respects, you know, becoming prisoners in their own homes. And, of course, the only real um, uh, gateway to the outside world was connected to a computer screen. And, of course, you start by, let me see what's going on in sports today. Oh, there's an interesting news story. And before you know it, it literally draws you in. And as I referred to, Clay, in my opening remarks, the seductive nature in, in a very literal sense, in every sense that you could take it, as it relates to the way pornography impacts the eyes, yeah. the brain, the heart. Yeah. After a while of, of repeated exposure and, and, and consumption, even now to the very soul, and of course, once it, once it hits you at that level, it has the potentiality of impacting every single relationship you have, both horizontally and vertically, and unfortunately, not for the good. That's right, Craig. You know, the devil is uh, unfair. It's, uh, the devil is spirit. And the de- devil wants to destroy everybody who loves God. And everything that that person holds dear, and the fastest way it happens with a man is through his eyes. Um, and you know, he takes advantage of how God designed men. God designed men to be visual, and uh, and to be you know madly in love with their wife. Uh, and so the devil perverts this, and he and he wants us to do a little window shopping, you know, look but don't touch kind of thing. You know, draw a little line. And then, of course, you cross that line. And before you know it, you're doing things that you never even imagined. And this is what the devil wants. He, he wants your sex. And if a man gives the devil his sex, the devil will indeed destroy not only that man, but everything that man holds dear. Is a lot of this, in a sense, and I know that you've studied and researched this for years and years, is a lot of this substitutionary, and, and by that I mean... Maybe your wife, there's been a couple of babies, she's not taking good care of herself, and so the pornography becomes a substitute from the woman that you recall on your wedding night. Or maybe there's been some painful experiences relationally, and so pornography becomes a substitute for intimacy because there's a sense of fear and awkwardness about intimacy. I mean, I would imagine that in in so many ways, um, you know, the 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 enemy knows how to. And you touched on this a moment ago with kind of that 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 um, John ten ten reference. The enemy, you know, like the roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That so much of what pornography does is becomes a substitute for the real thing, the real relationship, the real intimacy, the real experience with another human being, your spouse, the real relationship with even God himself. Yeah, that's partly right. Um, it's always a counterfeit, however. Of course. And a counterfeit, of course, is hollow. You know, you bring up a really good question. And uh, if there are guys listening right now who are using porn and uh, and you're feeling, uh, you know, uh, perhaps um, a shame, I, I want men in particular to hear something that's very important. Most men have uh, certain roots that motivate them to gravitate towards pornography. And those, some of those roots, they had nothing to do with. It's not their fault. Uh, generational sin is a great example of this. Um, their vows that have been spoken over you that you had no control over. And and these uh, open doors, if you wish, demonic doors. And 
these fuel a man to be motivated to seek out certain things. And those uh, those doors that open that are demonically charged will actually wound that man uh, uh, very deep. In fact, I would even guarantee that nearly 100% of men don't even understand that they have a demonic stronghold or an, uh, an inner wound that's motivating, fueling them to search out pornography and illicit sex and so forth. Mm. And, and so I, I want the man to hear, this is not your fault. It's not your fault. And there is something you can do about it. And what you can do about it is not only break free from this, but the beautiful thing that God provides is because God loves us so much unconditionally that he wants us to not only break free from it, but to have that lead to the purpose that God has him on this planet. Is there always something deeper going on at the spiritual or emotional level? And I pose that question because some men might say, Clay, get over. Listen, nobody's hurt by this. What harm could come of it? But I have to wonder if there's always a deeper motivation, deeper than what they recognize or or would acknowledge that is driving them to consume this. Yeah, well, I thought that way myself. Uh, uh, For many, many years, I thought that, that it's not harming anybody. And, you know, if anybody, it would be only me that it's harming. And that's okay because I enjoy what I'm doing, fill in the blank. And so, yes, the answer is there are multiple uh, ways in which a man becomes this way. Uh, Probably uh, one of the more uh, brutal ones is when a man tries to fill the God-shaped puzzle piece in his soul. Uh, We all have it. Uh, We all have a need to worship uh, a God. And when we substitute that God-shaped puzzle piece with something else, uh, alcohol, drugs, uh, gambling, you name it, pornography, illicit sex, uh, it not, not only doesn't fill it, but um, it, it starts to ravage the man. And he starts to wonder, well, wh- how, why is this that I can't be satiated? So that's that's one way. Uh, it's also biological. You know, when you start looking at um, uh, pornography, the neuropathways in your brain become like pipes and they enlarge wider and wider and wider. So it needs gr- you need greater and greater stimulus to have the same type of charge in, well, in the brain. Almost like the same impact we see with certain type of types of, of recreational drugs that requires right. more and more and more over longer periods of time to get the so-called same fix or the same body high, the same response. That's right. Uh, and what's fascinating about this when you look into it, uh, if you take all the addictions and you put them on a page, uh, you have pornography on a separate page. Uh, it, while... To some extent, pornography is similar to all these other uh, uh, compulsions and bad habits and addictions. Pornography is distinctly different than all the other all the other addictions in in several respects. Uh, for example, when you crave something, alcohol or drugs or gambling, your brain's reward center demands more of that thing. But with pornography, the incredible difference is that your brain not only demands more of the pornography, it demands more and different. This is like nothing else. And so when we say different, we're talking about uh, frequency and intensity. So that's why when you see people get involved with pornography, they get bored with it relatively quickly. And so they're looking for something that will create a greater high in their brain, so they look for something different and more intense, and then they hit a low right after that. 
And this is the whole ugly cycle. But it's the only addiction that demands, your, where your brain demands not just more, but different. And that's one of the greatest distinctions uh, with pornography. And, and therefore, the reason why there is frequently not only an escalation, but oftentimes even uh, greater, shall we say, risk-taking and going beyond the bonds of, quote-unquote, propriety. That's right. That's right. And, you know, uh, I want to go back to one of the things I, I mentioned just a moment ago about uh, it not being the, the man's fault. Uh, you know, so many men grow up and they have no idea why they act a certain way but uh, if they were to think about it uh, and, and they may not even know this but many men uh, some, it's somewhere around 80-83% somewhere in that range have been abused in some fashion uh, as a youngster and this abuse could be physical it could be sexual, it could be emotional spiritual, lots of different ways but uh, that then fuels them to try to gravitate towards something that they think is going to satiate that inner pain. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's something illicit sex-wise. And, of course, it doesn't. So you have a lot of men who are struggling with this who have no answer for it. Um, a lot of therapists, unfortunately, don't have an answer for it. Um, uh, philosophy doesn't have an answer to it, but Jesus does. And, and that's one of the greatest things that we offer. It's almost like being pulled into a black hole. And right. the, sl- the sides of that hole have all been you know, greased up with motor oil. And no matter how hard you push at the sides to try and grab a hold and, and stop yourself from sliding, it just becomes a sheer impossibility. If you've just joined us, Clay Allen is with us in studio, founder and president of Avenue. He is going to be um, hosting a very special event. It's going to be a men's encounter barbecue called The Time Is Now. That's this Saturday, October. And just push the calendar ahead an entire month. (laughs) Speaking of rushing the year, bad talk show host. This coming Saturday, September the 23rd at Encounter Church. That's located at 562 Llewellyn Boulevard in San Leandro. And you can get details online about the event at EncounterJesus.us. That's EncounterJesus.us. We're going to go a bit deeper into this conversation. And if you know somebody that is struggling, I know it might be awkward to pick up the phone and say, you'll never guess what they're discussing on the radio. But maybe you know someone that has been fighting with this and maybe has even sought out your advice and you've just, you're at a loss as to what to say, where to point them. Why don't you pick up the phone and invite them to tune into the program. We're going to continue our conversation with Clay Allen in just a moment. When we come back, we'll talk too, not only about the slippery slope as we alluded to a moment ago, but but why it is that, that so many men end up getting drawn in and then feel as if they're just completely stuck, almost as if they're prisoners. That is our conversation with Pastor Clay Allen from Avenue continues on this edition of Lifeline. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Talked about a study. In fact, I think I referred to this a few weeks ago on the program. Back in the 1950s, they surveyed teachers about what some of their large concerns were related to the behavior of the student body. And back in those days, in the uh, the days when the dinosaurs still roamed the earth, apparently, uh, it would be things like uh, truancy, kids not showing up to school or showing up to school but not having done their homework, chewing gum in the classroom, running in the hallways, things of this sort. Fast forward, same survey of teachers 
features in 2023, and the response will be very different. Uh, it's not a concern about homework. It's about whether or not they leave home to even show up to school at all. Or if they do show up, do they bring a gun with them? Things of this sort. Shows certainly how it's changed. I alluded earlier to the notion that back in that same similar Stone Age, uh, if you wanted to consume pornography, you had to work for it. You had to go to the seedy part of town where they sold those kind of books, things of this sort. You really had to go and seek it out. Today, it comes and it finds you. And it finds you sometimes in even the most innocent places. And while, yes, certain search engines have gotten better at it, nevertheless, undoubtedly, one of the biggest um, buffets of pornography today remains the computer monitor. And, and with all of that, the insidious ways in which it captures hearts and minds. And Clay, you had mentioned we talked about this during the onset of COVID, of the concern that we both had, that we would see a huge spike in consumption of porn just by virtue of the fact that people were stuck at home. And after a while, they get bored. They're looking for some kind of diversion. And the devil knows how to dangle the carrot. I'm curious, though, with the bulk of the impact of COVID behind us and things kind of quasi back to uh, some semblance of normalcy have the rates of pornography use dropped at all Uh, unfortunately no in fact they're skyrocketing it's really quite sad Uh, during covid we saw a monstrous explosion of porn uh, probably 40 to 50 percent greater porn consumption than than what already had existed in the u.s some countries were in excess of 100 percent it's just really quite amazing how 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 does this quantify well uh, right now we have somewhere north of 70 percent of christian men using pornography it's really quite sad uh, we have eight, about 85% of young men between 15 and 17 years old uh, consuming porn. And of those that use porn, it's somewhere around 87% of adult males say they have no one to help them break free or stop watching porn. And I think the uh, real answer to that last stat, the 87% who don't have anybody to help them, is because, uh, unfortunately, 93% of churches don't have a program to help people in this area, which is really quite amazing when you think about it. Now, is that because they don't recognize that there's a problem, or they do recognize there's a problem, they don't know what to do about it because... Perhaps they themselves, and I'm, I'm trying to choose my words wisely, but I think you know yeah. where I'm going with this, yeah. that even they themselves, the purveyors of truth, are having their own struggles. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of studies about what you just said, and that's true to some extent. I think a bigger factor is fear. I think that there's a lot of fear in addressing this topic uh, on a number of fronts. But God never said to be afraid about anything. Uh, the people who are involved in this type of uh, porn use and lifestyle uh, uh, that's uh, not, not of God, you might say, uh, they're hurting people. They need Jesus more than anybody. And so it's up to us to get cur- courageous. It's up to us to take a stand and to help people who are struggling in this area to know that, number one, God loves them just the way that they are. Uh, God loves them too much to leave them where they are. Uh, God wants to promote them in the sense of um, their relationship with them, in the trust between them and God and God and them. And uh, the whole purpose is they God does not want to see people 
ripped off from the devil and living the the purpose and the abundant life that God promised. Based on the years of workshops that you've conducted and interviews and counseling sessions, you know, in the in the uh, thousands, undoubtedly, is there any sense of a, of a common thread in how men typically? view this, um, shall we say, deafening silence, meaning the fact that the church often shrinks back from addressing this topic. Does it say to a guy, well, if this is important, pastor talks about everything else from the pulpit, surely he would talk about this too, and therefore it's not a big deal. Or is there a reaction that says, this is so embarrassing, this is so shameful that they won't even utter the word from the pulpit, and therefore I am overwhelmed and overcome by my own sense of shame because I'm involved in it and I not only do not know what to do but I don't know who I can talk to to find help. Yeah, what a great question and the answer in my experience is it's both. Wow. And it's it, it's got to make Jesus weep. Um, Jesus wants his church to be strong. He wants his church to be healed. He's returning for what's called the surviving remnant which means those that uh, uh, not only know what to do by his teachings, but to actually live what he teaches and preaches uh, when he was on earth. And so when it's, I'm not saying it's uh, easy, it is difficult, but that's why our programs are set up to be confidential. Uh, whether you're a man or a man's wife or a woman who's divorced or a fiancé who discovers that their husband or fiancé or ex has gotten into porn or you're even a pastor or a pastor's wife, we help all of the above. And all of the ways that we help are confidential. We found out early on, we've been doing this nearly 30 years, and we, we learned probably within the first few days, if it's not confidential, people will stay on the sidelines. The shame that you mentioned is so deep, it's so broad, that uh, they will endure the pain of the addiction and the lifestyle, uh, whether you're a spouse or the the user, uh, so that they're not found out. And and let me ask you this, because that fascinates me in the sense that we look at the media today, we look at what goes on, for example, in, in, in the social platforms, and we think, my goodness, this entertainer is on wife number 12, divorce number 13. They've bragged about the affairs that they've had. They've behaved in a public fashion in, in, in ways in which 30 years ago would likely get you arrested as opposed to getting you an audience. And, and is it really true that in, in spite of the way oftentimes these matters are are handled in such a dismissive, flippant fashion in the public forum, and again, in, within social media and, and quote-unquote celebrity life, that individuals nevertheless still get that sense of knowledge, that, that innate, buried sense of morality that causes the, the, the trigger of guilt and shame? Yeah. And that's actually not a bad thing. I know that sounds strange, but that's actually a very good thing. Well, like uh, withdrawing your hand from the flame, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, yeah. yeah, it burns, but it's to tell you, if you leave it there yeah. very long, you're going to lose the whole hand. Right. Pain you know, can be a good thing. Yeah. I've always said that God uh, helps us with guilt to help us understand, you know, I've got a path for your life. And if you get down into the weeds and off the track, uh, you're going to have some not only pain, but you're going to have some guilt. And it's a red flag to get back onto mm-hmm. uh, on track with me. And, and so. So, uh, you know, I want to go back to something you said, because really interesting about the, you know, the many, many marriages that people end up having. Uh, Believe it or not, those people have had what I mentioned before, which is a demonic 
door, if you wish, open to their soul, and they probably don't even know it. And they get a high from having uh, secret sex, secret flirtation, secret this, secret that. And it really creates a high in their brain. It literally is chemically based. And that then turns into a relational and, and spiritual issue. But it, but it starts with the open door. If they don't deal with that demonic stronghold, if they don't deal with that inner wound, they will continue to do this for the rest of their it's life. It's just a cycle, really. It absolutely is, and it gets worse. Which always make me, you know, completely amazed at, at certain individuals that, you know, largely in the public um, face that are marriage number seven, and then you'll hear a pronouncement of the newlyweds about how they know this is the one, and I'm thinking, and the previous six? And you yeah. think that because you're number seven and there were six before you that he has gotten it out of his system? Yeah. How do you know that not someday this number number eight's going to roll around? Well, uh, yeah, believe it or not, you just described something that's profound. It's called brain bruising. And uh, what, anytime somebody, uh, in particular a man, um, uh, it could happen with women, but it, uh, it happens with men frequently because of the use of pornography is skyrocketed with uh, men. The, um, the time it takes for illicit sex, and we all know what illicit sex is from the time that you, you know what sex is all about. You know what Ill- illicit is and proper. You just inna- innately know. Romans 1 talks about this. And it takes half of one second for the inappropriate sexual image, uh, or it could be a sound, or it could uh, be something uh, spoken, I suppose, or even a touch. It takes a half of one second for that to trigger the reward system in your brain as it relates to sexual uh, matters. And that then kicks in the more indifferent. And what then happens is every time we look at or experience inappropriate sex or images, our brains, uh, once bruised by this experience, have an, uh, and when I say bruised, it's really in three phases. It's neurological, it's actually physical, it's also relational, because if you're married in particular, your wife is one with you, and then it's spiritual, because as we get involved with wrong things sexually, we actually are attaching our body, literally, with Christ and the Holy Spirit. And God had a lot of things to say about this. If you look in particular at Romans 1 in the message uh, version, it's so awesome because it says that those who misuse sex are confused. I love the word confused because it's so accurate. Uh, there's massive confusion. It's like when you get a concussion and you get dazed. You can't think right. You don't know what day it is. You don't know what you're doing or where you are. It's a form of that. And as you become dazed, you will not know you cannot know uh, what is proper, what is good, and then you continue to try to fill that empty space and satiate that space that you're trying to fill with the wrong thing. And the sad part is it leaves you more empty, more wanting than before you started the whole process. And it, in effect, it kind of mutes your ability to be able to differentiate between right and wrong, which goes back to what you suggested earlier, that we become greater and greater risk takers. Yeah with greater degree uh, or frequency of the behavior. And, and, and no wonder you see some people, and you sometimes you hear these stories about individuals who <clears throat> get arrested for one type of behavior or another and say, you know, seemingly he, just, he was just such a nice guy. And then yeah. he, you know, met this woman that was outside of the marriage. And before you know it, he's, uh, you know, swinging like a monkey off of a, the branches of a tree or whatever and gone into just unbelievable degrees off the deep end and everybody that knows the person says I, I cannot 
fathom their behavior, but it sounds to me like the the more you engage it, the more anesthetized, in a sense, exactly your, right. your 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 heart really becomes, and therefore the ability to respond. I mean, his his word is written, his law is written on our hearts, right? But yeah. if you're constantly pouring uh, alcohol into there and anesthetizing it, no wonder then that after a season, the, the your ability to, to respond and say, wait, like the hand drawn back from the hot flame, your reaction becomes slower and slower. That's right. And, wow. Yeah. And wow. You said a mouthful there. It's it's so true that uh, we develop a callus around our heart and we become hardened and more and hardened and we start to justify, we start to lie, we, chart, we, we try to control others. There's a whole slew of behaviors that go along with inappropriate sexual thoughts. And, and is this where, we pardon the interruption, is sure. this where oftentimes women will perhaps also be on the receiving end yeah. of violent behavior? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Violent behavior. And, uh, you know, they, they women in particular inherently know that they're being lied to. Uh, it's just that uh, they don't have proof, perhaps, or, or they don't have a way to get to the truth because uh, he's become an extraordinarily expert liar in the whole process of this behavior. A sad part of that uh, deception is that as one tries to control others, they develop this tremendous amount of fear. Of being caught out, of, of, of being caught. Number one, a uh, uh, fear of uh, having a double life, um, fear of worrying all the time. I don't mean just some of the time, all the time. And so this takes an enormous amount of energy. Number one, and it's actually part of the addiction. He actually gets high in a sense, hiding his lifestyle. That's actually part of this whole thing. And, and that goes back to all kinds of examples we had with uh, others like Bill Clinton and so forth. But uh, the sad part of this is the man ends up becoming weak and timid and uh, and and, and uncreative. you putting all your energy yeah. into manipulation right. and control yeah. and, and, and hiding. Yeah. Is it and, any wonder? Yeah. And there's a beauty about this in the sense that uh, when we come to our senses, when a man comes to his senses and says, you know what, I really hate this. Every man, by the way, comes to that point. Every man. Not once, multiple times in his life. It's a cycle. I, I've actually studied this. Uh, my cycle was about 90 days uh, where I would crash and burn and say, what in the world am I doing? Every man does this, and it's frequent. At that moment, at that moment, he has a chance. He has a hope of getting out of this. If he's courageous enough to make a phone call to somebody he can trust, somebody he knows is going to be confidential, who can lead him to the way, the way that has worked for thousands and thousands of men. It's in the Bible. There's lots of different examples of this. And we help and come alongside those kinds of men as well as their wives. So a lot of it really pivots then on when you reach that point on a repeat, you know, repeated secular fashion, as you say, when you reach that point, the kind of decision that you make, you decide to succumb, succumb and keep going or break out yeah. and find the courage to say, I'm going to make that call, take that step. Yeah. There's usually three ways that a man goes at that point. It's really interesting because, again, I've studied this for 30 years. They, uh, If you can imagine a line in the sand, they draw a line in the sand. They, I'm not going to go beyond that line. And, of course, they do. If, when they do, three, the three directions are, one, they go back into the cycle 
thinking they can handle it, they can control it, and of course they can't. The frequency, the intensity, all gets worse. Everything. And they start wondering, how am I doing this? Why am I doing this? How is it possible? So that's one way. The other way is where they actually consider, or some actually unfortunately follow through with suicide. It's that intense. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that was my life. Uh, I came real close to suicide because of this topic. The third way is they actually are looking for a way out. They literally want a way out. And that's where every Christian can show up on a white horse and say, hey, you know what? I know this organization, Avenue. Here's their phone number. Call them. They'll help you. And it's confidential. Nobody will know. It's very inexpensive. We, we, we will help you in such a way that not only can you afford it, but even if you can't afford it, we have men who have been blessed who will help other men in that respect. But my point is everyone is available to get, be helped. And that is the key. When he says, I, I hate this lifestyle, I will, I will walk through whatever it takes at this point. And, you know, Paul talked about this in uh, Corinthians. He actually said uh, that my weakness, when I surrender it to the Lord, causes me to become strong. Mm-hmm. That is an amazing key. There's another amazing key in Romans that uh, we can talk about maybe in a little bit here if you need to break. But uh, I want to have every single man listening to this, every single woman, every single pastor to hear There is absolutely nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Fear is a liar. There's an awesome song by that name, of course. But my point is, on the other side of fear is Jesus waiting with outstretched arms, ready to take you to a place you can't get to on your own. You need other people, and you need God. And it's called wholeness and and restoration and healing and comfort and peace and provision and protection. All the good things that God has in store for you. And you know, the beautiful thing about that is that if God is in any business, if you had to kind of give one name, and there's a lot. But if you had to distill it down to one, God is in the restoration business. That's right. He is all about restoration through relationship vis-a-vis Christ's work on the cross so that we might be restored in relationship unto our Heavenly Father on the vertical plane and uh, to our friends, our family, our spouse on the horizontal plane. God is in the restoration business. He is an expert at it. If you've just joined us in studio today with Pastor Clay Allen, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry, if you want to get more information, um, you can go online to avenue.org. Works. You know how .com, .net, .org, this is .works, W-R-R-K-S, avenue.works. There's also a confidential toll-free number that you can call at 877-326-7000. That's 877-326-7000. And all the services provided by Avenue are completely confidential. So if you're concerned about, gee, my spouse doesn't know and I'm not ready to tell her, what if they find out at work? Worse yet, I'm involved in ministry? What if my church finds out? Uh, You will find an environment that is completely safe and completely confidential because the purpose here is to shed light not for the point of guilt, shame, or embarrassment, but that light brings hope, light brings healing, light initiates restoration, and that's what this is all about. We'll take a brief time out, a couple of words, too, about the upcoming men's barbecue event this Saturday, the 23rd, at Encounter Church in San Leandro. Details on that and more as our conversation with Clay Allen from Avenue continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. 
Avenue Works. That is the website address to reach Clay Allen and find out more about the ministry he founded along with his wife, Susan, that focuses on sexual restoration. Again, online at avenue.works, you know, .com.org. This is .works, W-O-R-K-S, or toll-free and confidentially at 877 Talking off the air, Clay Allen, I mentioned to you that um, there may be some eavesdropping saying, well, this is all men. Those men. Yeah. <laughs> but um, while it might not be as prevalent, pervasive, or, or perhaps um, as dangerous, although I'm going to pause there and say certainly as ruinous to relationships and seductive, Men are not the only ones that struggle with this. Increasing numbers of women are also facing uh, the scourge of pornography addiction. Yeah, that's right. And um, we saw, again, COVID uh, spike that uh, women right now are somewhere, depending on which survey you want to look at and believe, somewhere in the 33, 35% range uh, of um, all, all women. So the numbers are climbing. They are climbing. Just a few years ago, I can remember when it was uh, somewhere in the 5% range. So, yes, it is uh, skyrocketing in that sense. But you know what? You said something before going to break that was awesome. Uh, I think you're being prompted by the Holy Spirit. He's talking to you. And you said God is in the restoration business. And I want your audience to really hear that there is so much misunderstanding about this word because it actually has two definitions. And most people don't know that there are two definitions, and they default to perhaps the the lesser of the two definitions. Uh, So the two definitions are man's, to take something broken back to its original condition. Not bad if you have a car and you wreck it and it can be fixed and restored. That's a wonderful thing. But when you read the Bible and you see God's character and what he does, if you go to God sincerely and ask him to restore whatever is broken, a heart, a habit, a mind, a relationship, a marriage, finances, whatever is broken, God restores more and better than the original condition. Yeah. This is so profound because not only is the latter state significantly better than the former state, but then God does this on an ongoing basis. That's why the Bible says you can't predict how awesome your life in God is going to be if you give him your weakness. And that's so amazing because there's there's nothing that parallels that in life. I mean, imagine for you, mechanics listening will say, well, you know, you can go buy a used car that has been through a flood, been in an accident, and you don't have to dig very deep to see the lines of of rust damage, you know, below the carpeting or uh, a good body man will say, bring a magnet along. And the places where the magnet doesn't stick, that means it's filled with Bondo. That vehicle has been restored. It may masquerade as new, yeah. but it will never, ever again be brand new. But what you're suggesting here is that God doesn't just put the broken pieces back together again. We're in the sharp light with a magnifying glass. You can still see the jagged edges. He restores to such a complete, total, and utter degree that it is better than brand new. Yeah, and wow. more. And, uh, and the, a great way that my wife especially says this is that God put a new love for me in her heart and a new love for her in my heart. You can't do that in a human sort of way. Uh, this is a yeah, spiritual thing. it can't be thing. faked or forced. You can't. And, and it's real. And it's, it's profound. And it gets better. 
and better and better and better. And so this is why I get excited about when you say that word, because I know and I've seen people restore it, and it is utterly amazing. Yeah. And I love the fact, as you point out, and when you think of restoration, it doesn't really mean what you think it means. <laughs> it, that's just that's your your definition is sort of the simplistic faction, the, the 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 man's way of looking at it, not God's way. We've mentioned about this um, upcoming Men's Encounter Barbecue uh, this Saturday at Encounter Church at five sixty two the Welling Boulevard in San Leandro. Tell us a bit about it. Who's it open to? Yeah, uh, men of all ages and. Uh, it, uh, you're going to have a feast uh, come. You're going to learn uh, in two ways. You're going to f- first uh, feed your stomach. It's going to be some awesome barbecue, and men love barbecue, of course. But you're going to learn how to reject Satan in your life. You're going to learn how to uh, jettison pornography. You're going to learn how to experience God's power for yourself personally. And you're going to experience how God loves you and how God accepts you and forgives you. You're also going to learn how to fight. This is really interesting to me because a lot of men are fighting but they're fighting in the wrong way. Uh, I'm going to share with men how to fight spiritually to win. Uh, I've been the captain of championship football teams. I've uh, led thousands of men to win. I'm going to share with these men how to win. And so that's the men's side. Uh, For women uh, who are listening, I would encourage you to uh, encourage your husbands or boyfriends or fiancés to come. They're going to certainly be filled in their tummy, uh, but they are going to have a feast of God's transformation. Your man is going to learn how to become what the Bible promises, a new man, a man who's godly, who is strong, courageous, who protects you, who provides for you, who learns how to pray, who learns how to be a man of integrity. And we're going to do this in a very short period of time. It's um, only from about 8 to 8.30, somewhere in there, to about 12.30. So in a very short period of time, men are going to be able to invest and walk away changed men. And when you say men, and I want to move on quickly and pivot to another topic before our time winds down, but when you say men, is it important for folks eavesdropping to recognize that this is not just from, you know, 21 to 90, but given the way in which the enemy works, particularly at such a rapid pace today, that even young men, I'm talking about teenagers. Absolutely. The sooner that they get exposed to the truth, the better, isn't it? That's right. To stop the bad, it's one thing to successfully break the bad habit, something entirely different to prevent it from ever happening. Well, think about it. A root hole. Yeah, think about it. Uh, 15 to 17 year olds, almost uh, 8 or 9 out of 10 men, uh, young men are struggling in this area. Absolutely. Uh, we need to talk about this and we need to help them and we need to mentor and disciple them. So yes, they're welcome. So you're welcome to send your husband and your son to this. Again, Amen. it's going to be this Saturday at um, Encounter Church, 562 Llewellyn Boulevard in San Leandro. Details online at EncounterJesus.us. That's EncounterJesus.us. The barbecue this Saturday begins around 8, 830 in San Leandro. In a couple of moments that we have left, and I, I'm almost embarrassed to say, give me the Reader's Digest version here, uh, Clay, but talk a bit about when we when we discuss the breadth and depth of the ministry of what Avenue does, give us that snap. Shot. Yeah, well, uh, I'd say uh, in the most succinct way, it's a confidential way where men, women, and pastors who've been harmed by sexual brokenness, whether you're the victim or victim victimizer, uh, if you wish, uh, we teach them how to take a new direction by trading that brokenness uh, for God's restoration of their minds, their lives, their relationships, finances, and most importantly, 
I believe and I have seen with my eyes thousands of times how God shows these individuals what their God purpose is. What is their reason for them being on earth right here, right now? When a person lives that way, I don't want to say their life's going to be perfect, but I will say that they will be eager to wake up in the morning and embrace the day because God will do the miraculous through their lives. There's there's another R word from from uh, reconciliation and restoration <laughs> to to revolutionize life. Go. And That's I want right. to mention something. And and Clay, I, uh, by no means do I say this to embarrass you, but I remember those old TV commercials for the uh, the men's hair club where the guy would get on and at the end of the commercial would say, you know. I, I'm not only the founder and president, but I'm also a customer and would reveal his toupee. You're not going to do that now, even though it's radio, because he doesn't wear a toupee. I, on the other hand, I'm getting there. Uh, but you speak with confidence on this topic because your wife, you and your wife have been down this road and right. fought these battles. That's right. I'm going to tell a story on, uh, at the barbecue, and uh, men will be stunned with what happened to me. But yeah, I was uh, within hours, just sheer hours of suicide because of this topic, and God God rescued me in a miraculous way, and he did it for a reason, to help the listeners who are struggling in this area know that God is real, and all of this restoration from God is for them, whether they're a man or a woman or a young man. What we've been talking about is for the listener who's hearing this right now, and I've lived this. God restored my life 30 years ago to help men and women who are struggling in this area experience the same exact thing. We've all perhaps had the experience of being on the roller coaster ride. Maybe we got talked or coerced into getting on board, and then by the time it's made about the first or second alley-oop, our stomach is now in our throat, and we're thinking, God, just get me off. Just stop the ride and get me off. I will never make a decision like this again. And the good news is maybe you've been on that roller coaster ride of pornography and many times you've cried out to God, God, just stop this roller coaster. I want to get off so bad, but you're not sure where the exit is. You're uncertain of how to, to get out of that car and, and put that experience behind you. Good news is that there are ministries like this that exist singularly and purposefully to show you how. Information again regarding the upcoming Time Is Now men's barbecue event at Encounter Church in San Leandro um, as well pardon me, as well as information about Avenue. Um, just go online. Avenue.works That's Avenue.works W-O-R-K-S Toll free at 877-326-7000 877-326-7000 Clay Allen with Avenue. Appreciate so much, brother, your time, your insights, your honesty, and uh, helping to bring light and love and hope to so many listening. You're welcome, Craig, and bless your listeners for taking action because the life that they live or want to live will be revolutionized, as you say, and restored, and God has just an amazing uh, life in store for them. Good word. I love it. All right. We'll take a Tam out, and uh, hour number two coming up. It usually follows hour number one. We'll do that for you around the corner as this Tuesday edition of Lifeline continues from KFAX. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.